welcome back to the first episode of 2019 of Backing Paper. Yay, we're back after our Christmas hiatus. Uh, I don't know what hiatus means, but hiatus. Um, and it would not be the proper way to start the year if I did not have my Backing Paper partner in crime with me. Rach, how are you doing, my dear? <laughs> Hi, I'm here. Yep, um, very excited to uh, do our first one of 2019. Um, the uh, the crackers are packed away the uh the new year's um champagne glasses have uh, have also you know gone back in the cupboard um but it means that it's time for a fresh new start and uh yeah looking forward to what 2019 holds yeah absolutely and i think it's probably just as well that the back the um champagne has gone back in the cupboard because it sounded <laughs> like when we were recording the sunny show that you were getting through quite a lot of it was there any to go back in the cupboard at the end of it nope i literally <laughs> drank the whole bottle <laughs> I, what I love is that you were preemptively celebrating the win that you got at the end of it. <laughs> so. well, well, it wasn't anything to do with the, with that because obviously I didn't get a chance to see any of the results because you were sneaky and you wouldn't let Aid and I see it. So I had no idea that that was going to be the case. Um, I just thought I was going to have a little party for one. <laughs> <laughs> party for one, yeah. Uh, it was great. I It was so nice. I do love doing the Sunnies every year. I yeah. know we said this last week, but thank you so much to everybody who did um, find the time to get and vote um, and thank you so much also to all the winners of the categories to um, Matt uh, Ag uh, sorry oh, for, for Aid's sake um, probably Matt as well to Matt at AG um, to Michelle and Matt at Ilford um, to oh come, come on brain to um, Anil uh, of course and to uh, come on what was the last category Rage bail me out here what was the last one we had <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just going to leave you to struggle no. for a bit. Oh, uh, no, so we had you. There was me. There was her. Oh, of course. And the product of the year, Andy Church. God, you did leave me because I forgot about you as well. Um, <laughs> thank you so much to all of those guys for taking the time out of their busy schedules to record those bits for us. It was very much appreciated. Yeah, um, it really was. It was lovely to hear those as well because you did such a great job of sort of editing them in afterwards because we hadn't had a chance either to, to listen to, obviously, acceptance speeches. Um, because we didn't know what they were going to be obviously uh, they were all sealed up in the gold envelopes so uh, yeah it was it was lovely to hear those as part of the the final show that went out and thank you so much to the listeners for voting because otherwise we wouldn't have had a sunny's award so uh, yeah all good yeah and the the people categories in particular i know i said this last week but it was amazing how many people um got nominated for the inspirational category and also the shoot film be nice category and as i said last week when i get some time and some energy because i'm still uh, trying to bounce back from feeling poorly sick um i will put those lists on the website because people need to see these lists mm -hmm. of inspiring people um and and nice people um and We've had some requests already. Where are the show notes? Come on! <laughs> I know, I know. As I said to you when you said when you mentioned yeah. about that, um, because and this is entirely down to me, but because of the fact that there was a bit more of an editing job with that show because of you know faffing around with the music and putting in the. Um, uh, acceptance, acceptance speeches it took a bit longer than usual and I did what I always do which is oh just leave it till the last minute so I was up until <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning doing that uh, <laughs> by which point I was like I cannot I can't do show notes now I have to go to bed <laughs> um, so I, I will get around to that and they, they will also be up on the website so um, yeah that was great fun last week I can't believe we have to wait a whole year now until the next one <gasps> but 
you know so many exciting things can happen in this in the year though that's that's always the uh, the the takeaway from it isn't it it's like that's brilliant because we got to reflect back on 2018 but what else is happening in 2019 all these fantastic and exciting things that are going to be um, coming our way yeah absolutely especially with the um, product of the year it'd be great to see what makes it out of this year there's, yeah. there's things that we're waiting for that I think I feel fairly strongly we're going to see pretty soon um, things like uh, Hamish's Pixelator I know it's delayed but I know we'll see that soon uh, actually and, and I know he's talked about this on Twitter so as a follow up to it when we had him on um, and, and he was talking on the show about the difficulties he's been having finding mm-hmm. someone to do it for him and how he really wanted to use the tooling a, wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, really wanted to use a British person uh, a British company but had been kind of not had any success there anyway full sods law the week after he was on managed to tie up a deal with Patterson no less um, who will be doing it and working with Hamish to bring it to the fore so that was great news so I think that Absolutely will really yeah. Um, yeah. hurry that along I'm very much looking forward to seeing the lab box uh, it sounds as though that's very close uh, to coming out um, the reflex I think we'll see that before long uh, the Intrepid Enlarger, which uh, Hamish and M were both very excited about. I think we're all quite excited about that. Oh, yes. Um, lots <laughs> yes. of things. And and also all the things we just don't know about yet. Because every yeah. year there's things that just go, oh, this we want to do this and it's out now. Um, and I, I can't, I f- you know what? I'm really hoping we we see Kodak do another, mm-hmm. we're bringing this film back, mm-hmm. this film's mm-hmm. back. Well, that would yeah. be great, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, exciting news in the pack film world, obviously, you know, with that, you know, starting to bubble up underneath the surface. Let's hope, fingers crossed, see how, how um, quickly they're able to sort of push forward with that. Um, It's, uh, it's been a hell of a journey so far by the sounds of things. So, uh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Because of course, again, because it was the end of the year. We didn't follow up on this, but the the, um, one instant, not the one instant, what... I can't remember what the name of the Kickstarter is because it, it's not the same as the product. But the the um, pack film project that uh, Doc and Uwe are working on was successfully funded. They beat their funding goal, so it, it's going to happen. Uh, and it is a great first step. Um, I, I cannot wait. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be another exciting year. I know it. I feel it in my waters. Um, uh, but anyway... That's all speculation about the future. Talking about Intrepid, and I'm just going to throw this in here because I'm a big side. Um, I've treated myself, listeners. I have ordered an Intrepid camera for uh, this year um, because I really want to do more 4x5. And at the same time, I really want to keep my spine Vaguely I was going to say it's, it's about your back, isn't it? Really, and making sure, considering what you um, what you have to do day to day anyway with your gardening work and uh, and things, I don't know that you need to add the extra weight of Ronald on a regular basis. I think that's something perhaps you need him. Maybe you just need to take your wheelbarrow out with you a little bit more, Graham. That's not <laughs> a bad around. idea. Yeah, I've not done that yet. Uh. Um, but yeah, so uh, so there we go. Some transport options for for Ronald, but. Even more excitingly, new camera on the block. Woo! So, uh, yeah, an Intrepid. I'm so jealous. That's amazing news. Uh, you must be really excited. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm just excited to have something that's going to be 
easier for me to get out and use because as I said with Ronald there's just always a bit of an inbuilt obstacle of oh he's such a big lump mm-hmm. um, and I've just moved into this new village uh, and it's quite a pretty little village uh, I'm, I'm sometimes a little bit down it but it is quite a pretty little village uh, they do some of the filming for Downtown Abbey here um, so it's got some really nice buildings in it and stuff like that and not that that's particularly my kind of scene to shoot my plan is to use uh, the Intrepid to use you know get out and shoot 4x5 to just take pictures of the village for two reasons one to get used to shooting 4x5 and to kind of familiarise myself with where I live and stuff like that meet so your neighbours meet the neighbours and I'm hoping that if I've got a fancy looking um four by five camera that they won't just pull a shotgun on me because i look like some damn poor person <laughs> who's lurking around their big fancy houses i mean they might still do that it's you know to be fair i think that is that's one of the nice sort of like byproducts of being a, a film and analog photographer isn't it is is because it starts off those conversations more readily than you might normally uh, get a chance to which can be obviously a blessing and a curse um depending on how you're feeling that day and what mood you're in uh but you know if we're if you're making the conscious decision to take out a camera that looks a bit interesting or a bit different it's it can be such a nice way of actually um ha- starting conversations or you know uh, talking to people you never maybe would normally get chance to so uh yeah i think that sort of sounds like a great idea um a way to shoot film be nice and spread the love a bit further perhaps Absolutely. And I, I took yours and Sinead's advice because when I was ordering my Intrepid, they, you have a choice of um, Bellows covers. It is not, I'm going to say right now, it is not quite as a spectacular a choice of Bellows designs and colours as a camera dactyl offer. Um, but then what is? Because Ethan's got that. You know, he's he's got all the patterns and designs there. Um, but they, they do have four different colours, and you and Sinead both advise I go for the nice bright green. So that's what I've gone for, nice and subtle. Um, and also, you and I, Rach, we were just mm-hmm. talking about dark cloths. And mm. you, well, you tell us about the that you found that you were recommending. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, you know, as, as sometimes happens, you uh, get lost down a rabbit hole on Instagram. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, Graham. No. <laughs> Looking at cameras and lovely things that you can't afford. Um, but actually, I, I came across um, these, these guys who create dark cloths. I think it was perhaps through... Um, uh, Charlie, who's at Moth Dust, I think, on Twitter. Um, I think I saw that she maybe looked at them or ordered one, I'm not sure. Um, but they're called uh, Wanderer, wanderdarkcloths.com. Is that correct, Graham? Sorry, I think uh, I just sent you over the, uh, no, the it's website. No, not, not even close, Rach. It's wandererphotogear.com. Ah, well, I thought it was quite close. Uh, wandererphotogear.com, um, who who create these lovely uh, sort of like custom dark cloths. And uh, they also have uh, some ready-made in stock and things. Um, I believe they're an American company, at least their, their site's in dollars. So I'm assuming so. Um, but, uh, but they actually seem very reasonable and uh, they look like they do a fantastic job. So if you've got a fancy new 4x5 large format camera, or some something that would need a dark cloth, you know, maybe that's something to uh, to save up for for to go with the outfit um, uh, as well. You know, the outfit being obviously the camera, the dark cloth, and of course uh, fashion, um, which is going to be coming up next <laughs> on our cheap shots challenge. So it might be a nice way of kind of encompassing all of that in one in one go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're pretty funky. It's yeah, time to start saving those pennies, right? I know, I know. 
<laughs> it's been on my list for a little while though. We shall we shall see how we get on. Um, originally, what I'd been using, it might be kind of interesting to find out what the other listeners have used as their dark cloth. Mm. <laughs> my mine was um, a piece of black felt and my insulated um, coat. um and i just sort of like pegged the two of them together and held it over my head and kind of used that um for my outdoor shoot uh obviously in indoor um is isn't so much of a problem i have lots of um blankets and throws and and things like that so i tend to just sort of like grab those kinds of things from around the house so if i'm shooting um like a setup um indoors that's obviously not as much of a problem um but for outdoors i thought oh that'll be okay bit a bit of um you know sort of uh, thick black felt and uh, and obviously a, a sort of insulated coat peg it together and that'll be you know with some bulldog clips and pop that over my head that'll be okay but it just wasn't quite heavy enough and it didn't quite do the job so uh, yeah it would be nice to get something that's that's um uh, specially made i guess um to do do a proper job you know what surprises me? I mean, lots of things surprise me, but what surprises me, uh, and, I, and I may be about to give away a literally million dollar idea here, people, so grab a pen and paper. How come no one has made, like, sp- specialist, like, massive hood cape combos like photographer massive because then one you're not only going to look awesome wandering around like little red (laughs) riding hood with this cape hood combo but then you just flick it down over the camera wouldn't that be great (laughs) you know i do i do unsurprisingly actually have a cape but it has no hood unfortunately that's the problem i know 50 percent there now the um they do do something which might fall into this category which is called a slang kit i don't know if you've come across that Graham of course not in in your, in your wonderful um fashion wardrobe um you know uh, ensembles um but it's basically a blanket um crossed with a onesie kind of thing I think oh, no. so you kind of wear a blanket and they call it a slanket so um <laughs> maybe that's one to look for <laughs> a, a hooded slanket <laughs> uh no I'm not sure that's quite what I had in mind I'm definitely okay. thinking more kind of Classy? cool Lord of the Rings crossed <laughs> with like if you imagine if what's the guy's name who kills people uh, uh, they all kill people uh, Aragorn right He's he's got a big hood thing if you imagine that but like bigger hood and with a cape as well i mean i just yeah i just think it's gonna look great it's gonna be a real fashion statement Mm -hmm. um and also be very useful um way cooler than those uh photography vests um you know i listeners somebody make this please Uh, i I want to see this or at the very least somebody make something close to it and go out wearing it and take pictures of that to share it with me (laughs) because i would love to see this look take hold um that was a little digression there, wasn't it? This was going to be a nice short show. We, but it was we fun. It was I enjoyed fun. it. It was yeah. fun. Before we move on into the emails, I just want to say a quick thank you for some snail mail that came in. Uh, I had a lovely surprise parcel come from Tony Skokovich over in Canada, uh, who has sent for all of us, and I have not eaten them all, you'll be very pleased to hear. Um, he sent some Canadian maple stroopwafels. Um, I beg pardon? You, you you know the Canadian sweet waffles. Well, they're not. Oh. You know, they're near the Belgian sweet waffles. The lovely ones with caramel yeah. in them. Imagine Ooh. that, but with maple flavour. They're very nice. That sounds uh, amazing. And also, and perhaps more importantly, uh, copies of his calendar, his 2019 calendar, and some really nah, beautiful pictures. Waffles. I'm only, I'm only joking. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you're more likely to get the calendar than you are the waffles. So maybe you know, <laughs> maybe swing your love to the calendars. But no, they're lovely calendars. Thank you so much for sending those over. 
um, and so also, is it all Tony's work in the calendars? It, it certainly is all Tony's work. Excellent. Lots of beautiful landscapes in there, uh, and I think we may have thanked him on the on the um, Sunny Show, but I can't remember. But also thanks to Matthew Joseph, our good friend Matthew Joseph, who also sent over his annual zine. Don't call it a zine photo book. Um, lots of lovely pictures, lots mm-hmm. of amusing writing with it, uh, lo- lots of great shots with his. Um, big old wide expand thingy um very nice so again thank you very much for sending for i think if shindy shingling those over um my <laughs> mouth apparently doesn't work for sharing and sending yes but yeah exactly shending that's that's what i meant wasn't <laughs> a mistake it's deliberate um, should we move on to emails rachel i think that's a good idea um do you want to go and get a glass of water how are you holding up you oh right? i'm grand and it's a long walk so let's just go <laughs> for it do you want to take this first right. one from me in <laughs> Yeah, sure. So uh, first one, as you say, is from Ian Fleming, uh, who says, Dear Sunbeams, have a great one. Love, um, loved a uh, hem, hem and Amish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, listeners. Uh, I'll start that one again. Dear Sunbeams, have a great one. Loved M and Hamish on the podcast. I voted. Graham, I've been given two Zenit cameras, an E and a B. <laughs> um, they're both... Oi! Um, they've both got the lovely Helios uh, 44-2 lenses, and of course, both cameras work. I wondered whether we should have a Zenit photo challenge where you can take your <laughs> lovely lightweight Zenit and capture some nice shots on the great lens. This could also be regarded as a New Year bodybuilding challenge. Keep shooting film. <laughs> I, I definitely think that he's right with that being a body, bodybuilding challenge, my God. <laughs> Especially if you've got the E and the B all on at the same time um yeah like you you'll manage to get yourself way through the um through the new year sales with that at least you know just swing it slightly oh, <laughs> you'll clear everybody out your way <laughs> yep you've got a couple of zenits at least haven't you rach i do i do um they were donations um so yeah they're they're sitting in my dark room having not yet seen the light of day um unfortunately from me uh but yeah so uh, they're, they're good chunky cameras yeah absolutely they are well, they are chunky cameras. Um, they're, they, you know, as with all Russian cameras, and I know we've talked about this ad nauseum, but, you know, some of those lenses are really great. Most of those cameras are pretty bad. I saw on Twitter um, that Matthew Dowling, uh, not Matthew Dowling, crumbs got Matthew's on the brain, Stephen Dowling over at... Uh, Cosmo. Cosmo Photo. Thank you, Rich. Um, recently published an article about how great the Lubitel 166 is. And I'm like, no, it's, it's just, it's not. It's just stop, stop spreading these awful lies and rumors maybe it works well for him maybe it works well for him maybe it does maybe it does and I'm sure that there are definitely variations in the build quality but the bottom line is that none of those cameras are great and the Zenits are most certainly included in that as but the lenses are nice um, so the people on the classic lenses podcast keep saying um, so maybe take the lenses off the Zenit and stick them on almost any other M42 mount camera I've got I think three maybe even four zenit cameras um and the problem is they they're just really brutal with the film uh i they will rip through sprocket holes if they don't like what they're doing they just... i have seen quite a few that have yeah uh, come apart in pieces um not the cameras the the film that's uh yeah been sheared through with the sprockets mm-hmm. have you had that happen Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, just random scratches marks. I mean, they're, they're fine. They're, they're tanks. and um, But 
they're not the most fun to use. Um, the light meters never work on the ones that have them. Um, but yeah, they're, they're okay. And as, as uh, Ian said, you know, they, they weigh a ton. So if you want to get out there, uh, the other problem that they have um, is that they're very angular, um, which sounds stupid, but actually I have found myself injuring parts of my forehead on like <laughs> flash marks. The, the, the worst one. Uh, and I don't cam- know if you can blame the camera for that. Graham. I defo can. The worst one and is a camera that at the moment I ostensibly cannot use is my um, range finder, the Kiev 44A, because... This is the one you scratched up your glasses with? Oh, yeah. I scratched my old glasses to pieces with it. And I tried using it once with my new pair. Guess what? I scratched my new pair of glasses as well. It's like, okay, I just can't use this anymore. I think what I need to do is get some rubber in the tube or something and glue it onto the front. Do something to make it usable. I've got some um, goggles for when I'm mixing chemistry and things. Uh, I could lend you those. You could put those over the top of your glasses. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I think oh. that that is a good look. That with the cape. That might yeah, that. I, I, you know, Perfect. it's starting to go quite steampunk. I might be on board for this, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it. Um, <laughs> okay. Should we move on to the next email? Yes, uh, yeah. This is from our good friend, Chris Mina. Chris writes in, Hey, Sunbeams. I was just listening to the most recent show, and I think Mike has a really good point on using a crappy camera. Now, I feel I should back up here and say that this was sent um, after Christmas. Chris was clearly, Chris is clearly not up to date, uh, but the show he was talking about was the one with Mike uh, Gutterman complaining that people were using good quality cameras in the Cheap Shots Challenge. Um, Anyway, he continues, however, part of the fun of the Cheap Shots Challenge for me is finding gear. I have an Olympus Mew 2 I found for $10. Know how thrilled I was when I found that? And if I found a Nikon FM, I'd want to use that. It's really hard to find good gear on the cheap, and that is almost a skill on its own. I mean, I'm not sure it's a skill. It's it's dumb luck. It is having <laughs> it's, it's the skill of having sharp eyes, yeah, and and yes. and spending a lot of time in the right shops. Um, <laughs> with that said, however, if someone is lucky enough to find a Leica for under twenty dollars, weirder things have happened. I don't want to shy away from competing with them. I want to smoke them with my $3 Yashica Zoo mate. I want to compose a photo and go like, that's how you do it. Brains over gear. So if anyone has a high-end camera they got a bargain on, bring it. Cheers from New York City from Chris. <laughs> I love that. Such a badass response. <laughs> yeah. And I think... Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I think Chris nails it there. I think, you know... Um, you know just one enjoy the thrill of the hunt because it is fantastic and i know that i've been lucky a few times to find things um that have been real bargains uh, and that is exciting um but also the whole giant killer aspect because it doesn't you know they're all just cameras mm-hmm. and they're all utterly limited by the fool standing behind them that is the biggest limitation all of my cameras have is that they're always being held by a moron none of the ones i found no matter how good a quality are held by anybody other than this moron so um yeah go out find the best you can or the worst you can and uh, bring it all to the fight which does bring us on quite mm. nicely doesn't it to the cheap shots challenge because believe it or not you know this is kicking off listeners mm-hmm. last year day under last year we did talk about the cheap shots challenge how we're handling it the fact you know it's not an ideal medium the audio medium is not the ideal medium for discussing photographs 
So we're still thinking about that going forward. Uh, I want to say a thank you to um, Jody Andrassi uh, and Simon Edwards uh, and Matthew Scott from, uh, sorry, no, Matthew, to Matthew and Scott um, from Archimedes Photo Lab, all of whom got in touch uh, with either advice on things that we could try or with offers of help for doing something. Um, I will be in touch with all of you guys uh, to talk because about, we need help <laughs> because we need help and talk to figure out a, a way forward with some of this yeah. what we are thinking at the moment is we are going to talk about the photos as they come in as we did with the last round because that helps break it up um and we will include links to all of the pictures that we will talk about in each week's show notes so we won't really spend any time describing them beyond what people write in to talk about them um if you want to see the pictures that we're discussing, just look in the show notes, follow the links, and they will be there. Uh, this is my, uh, whatever the, the milder form of a promise is to you, this is my pledge to you. Is that better? Is that not quite as um, definite as a promise? But still, you know, I'm really <laughs> going to try hard, guys. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a, a, a um, an in- you have the intention to do it. I am I am telling you, my road to like, hell is like the best your, one your, ever. <laughs> yeah, I like that you've pledged to do it. That's good. Yeah, That's thanks. Um, and hopefully, by the time it comes to the judging round, we will have sorted out some way of doing something actually on YouTube for that. So whether it be a case of putting the podcast audio with the collections of the pictures on YouTube or uh, who knows, we have some time for that. We are going to set the closing date for the current round, the ongoing round of the Cheap Shots Challenge for the end of February. Um, so you've had a bit of time already, as can be witnessed by the fact that we have some entries already. You still have a good month and a half to go. And Rach, what is the current topic? So the current topic for the Cheap Shots Challenge is fashion. You may have noticed from us having our chat before um, about it being lovely fashion. Exciting stuff. Um, I was just having a quick look to see how many days there are in February this year. Because <laughs> um, obviously uh, that, that does tend to change. And there are 28 days in February this year. So, uh, yeah, all good. <laughs> I'm relieved. For one horrible moment, I thought you were going to say six. And I was like, oh, no, that would be a nightmare for me. Um, so, yeah, you've got, you've got plenty of time. I, again, I don't think this is an easy one. Nope. Uh, but then I always say that, and people always completely exceed my expectations. Do you want to take this? Uh, I think this was, was this the first entry? Let me see. I haven't got the dates on the second one. Uh, the first two entries. Anyway. Do you want to take this first one from Krista Brand, Rach? Okay. So uh, we've had an email from Krista who says, Hi, Sunsters. With this being my very first contact with you guys, I have to start off with a huge thank you for a very informative at times, educational at times, and always entertaining podcast. Um, I found you via the other great folks at the <coughs> Lensless after finding them when they had a friend of mine on as a guest. And now I'm deeply hooked in the pod swamp. That sounds quite like you, doesn't it, Graham? <laughs> pod swamp, that's me. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Krista goes on to say, I'm located in Stockholm, Sweden. And here we have a pretty large interest in analog photography and alternative processes. We have regular meetings in our club and even loosely held um, analog pub evenings, which is always nice. That sounds brilliant, that, doesn't it? Um, they say uh, listening to your podcast is like having a constant pub evening in my phone. Yay! <laughs> um 
I have started to listen back from show 100-ish. Knowing me, I will go back to the show number one when I'm caught up with you. Oh, my goodness. Show number one. Uh, good luck. Yay. Yeah, no um, such thing as a free yeah. grandma. Absolutely. <laughs> That's where um, we were then. Uh, it says, okay, back to cheap shots and fashion. I do have quite a few cameras that match the criteria as cheap. Um, Louboutin, Practica, Agfa, Minolta, Holger, Diana, and more. Quite a lot more. Sounds like they, uh, yeah, have quite a collection there. Um, they've obviously added a couple of pictures to say, and say, the two pictures attached a shot with my actually quite competent Agfa Optima 535. That I picked up on a Swedish on on a Swedish on Swedish eBay for the equivalent of about nine quid. Uh, a German point and shoot with zone focus and a nice forty mil um, f two point eight lens, and maybe the best viewfinder ever made. At least the largest. It's huge and very bright. The film that they shot them on is Kentmere one hundred, developed in Rodnell, uh, one to one hundred semi stand for sixty minutes. And they can continue to say, fun fact, is that these pictures have um, had never been shot. Uh, it would never have been shot if it wasn't for your podcast. They are from a visit to our National Museum. And I had the camera in my pocket when entering a room dedicated to modern design and fashion. I remembered the theme and happily pulled out my camera to shoot a few frames. My personal take on fashion is that it's <laughs> is that it's totally useless and only made up to feed an industry and short-term thinking, which is environmentally disastrous. I um, buy what I think looks good um, and wear it until it pretty much falls apart. The pictures kind of illustrate the way I think of fashion, a class dress and unusable trousers. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a band name, if ever I've heard one. <laughs> uh, cheers and keep up the great podding. A class dress and unusable trousers. I love it. It's great. Yeah, fantastic. So we have actually got our first two entries then for the Cheap Shots Challenge. So I'm going to have a quick look to see those because I believe you put them into the uh, shared drive for us, didn't you? I certainly did, Rachel. I certainly Uh, did. Are they image two, image three? Uh, What gave it away? Um, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, to... Really interesting picture. I I love the first one. Now in I see what it means. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So this so this first one is um, of some posed mannequins and this pair of useless trousers. It's a pair of trousers that's been turned into like a, a, an entire wardrobe. So that the trousers. Are, I mean, they make Simon Cowell's waistline look positively low hanging because the neck, the the belt of the trousers around the neck of the dummy, and then his armholes being cut. Uh, yeah. They. I mean. It's actually got a um, what you might call a, a cowl or boat neck um, uh, neckline on that because it's uh, right up top, so uh, near just under the chin and across the sort of uh, shoulder sort of like area. Mm. Mm, yeah, yeah, very cool. And I, I love the Holds light. The arms. <laughs> yeah, I love the light in that shot. Really cool. It's great, isn't it? Isn't it fab? So um, it sounds like obviously in the email it was mentioning that uh, it was at the National Museum. Mm. So I assume that this must have been like a lit display and they've used the ambient light for the the spotlights or what have you that have been perhaps um, lighting the display. And it's just, it's been picked out really nicely with the black and white <laughs> tones that is used in the in this Kentmere. Mm. Um, and yeah, you've got so 
some lovely sh- uh, shades, tonal range, and uh, lots of cool industry interesting shapes as well. Yeah, and and talking of the, the lights, you know, catching stuff nicely. The second picture is of a dress that looks so it's mostly made of glass. I would say, <laughs> I mean, almost entirely made of glass. Broken shards of glass hanging on a hanger there. So of course that really does catch the light really That's nicely. Um, the, yeah, the, the designs. I mean, well, not the design of the dress, but also like the pattern that these gro- broken fashions weird. Uh, I have a feeling that's not the last time I'm going to say this, but a dress made out of broken glass. I mean, oof, I mean, it could be acrylic, couldn't it? But yeah, you know, we'll. But we'll it could be. But let's say the idea is definitely yes. to. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely statements going on in there. There's definitely there's definitely some underlying statement going on there, mm-hmm. uh, which I am too dense to understand. Uh, like, I, I like the city in the backdrop. There, you can just like yes. faintly see the lights. That's very cool. Through the window, presumably as well, um, which is which is ace. Um, yeah, I I kind of like the fact that obviously um, Chris has mentioned, um, both you know about the idea of um, the environmental impact of fashion, etc., um, and the fact that actually both of these could potentially be recycled, uh, made of materials that could be recycled. Um, so that's kind of kind of cool. <laughs> Obviously, with the glass, melt it down. Melt down your dress. Melt down your dress, yeah. Um, what I really like is the fact that he was shooting, I mean, very much, you know, indoors with this thing, 100 speed film. Uh, mm. and, you know, that's, and that Kenmir looks great as well. Um, really does, yeah. Yeah, really, really liking that. You know, lovely, smooth grain on it. Um, really nice tones. Um, yeah, very, because we, we, we do see Ketmir crop up in the Cheap Shots Challenge because it's a good cheap film. Um, um, and these are a couple of really nice examples which are making me feel quite strongly like I need to get some Kentmere film. Yeah. Um, I don't have any in my fridge, do you? No, I've never shot no. Kentmere. Just one of those things. They just never, you know, mm. it's, I suppose because it's not particularly targeted at us, mm-hmm. it's more targeted at student markets. Um, but that's really nice. Except that first picture, um, where you can see larger areas of solid tone, it's it's really nice. Um, yeah, great stuff. Okay, Fantastic. on to the next one. <laughs> on to the next one. So the next one is from perennial early shooter Paul Friday, uh, <laughs> and Paul was one of the winners. I think I'm right in saying from the last round. Um, mm. Oh no, actually, he wasn't one of the winners from the last round. He was one of the winners from the round before, but he didn't get his prize until after the judging of the last round. So this landscape. That's on me. He, they did yeah. get their prize eventually, listeners. I know. <laughs> I I frequently said these people haven't had their prize. They did get them eventually. Did I, they really? I, yeah. Do you, could you sound less surprised please oh my goodness i might be i might be incompetent. i'm just very pleased for, yeah for yeah okay um paul writes in greeting sunnies attached are my entries you wanted an artist statement with each entry right then pay attention the first booty shows very latest design footwear for the special gentleman this new range from jacques la cheville meets and exceeds the requirements of comfort and style all fittings and combinations available. Um, so uh, you can probably figure out what picture uh, that, <laughs> that is, Rach. That's uh, Oh, it's called Booty. It's called Booty. <laughs> and it has some uh, lovely oh, boots. Boots, yes. Uh, they they look like good boots for, you know, clumping. There's, there's three of them, though, which is, it's unnerving um, because, I mean, what's going on there? Does Paul have three legs? You know, maybe. Hey, hey, listen, no shade if you have, Paul. Um, No shade at all. Uh, The second picture 
Albert may raise questions from anyone with a young daughter listening to the show. So by okay. all means, I mean, I think we know uh, that we do have some people with young daughters listening to the show. So we'll, we'll try and be discreet here. By all means, disqualify the entry when I'm going to. <laughs> all right. Uh, it was a different camera. Oh, hang on. Sorry, I mentioned. I failed to mention the. Uh, the first shot was shot with the infamous <coughs> 99p Ricoh Mirai on some rather expired Kodak color print film. I thought I had explored the limits of how awkward a camera could be until I tried to shoot a close-up with flash. Uh, it's good you're pushing the boundaries. Anyway, um, the second shot was shot with a different cheapo camera. A um, no, that's it. A, just scraped in under the cheapo limit being a 19, do- 19 pound Japanese sight foreman's camera. I don't know what that is. What uh, on earth is that? Yeah, I, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there you no go. It's a Japanese sight foreman's camera. Um, I don't know whether she said, oh, this guy was a Japanese sight foreman and this was his camera, or whether a Japanese sight foreman's camera is a specific thing. Uh, let, write in and let us know. Um, and a roll of aged Fuji 400 colour print. It happened to be the camera I had with me at the time. Alberts represent a certain fashion accessory that rarely makes the mainstream pages. It's so rarely seen that my surprise of finding a wholesaler made a photograph inevitable. While pondering whether red or green had a hidden meaning, my amazement at the king-size version on the lower shelves had me teetering from the shop in search of strong drink. But with the reassurance that I could forgive myself the occasional bad haircut or strident shirt. (laughs) Uh, Rach, do you want to talk about what's in that second shot? Nope. Come on. Nope, nope, nope. You're fine. You're fine. This is why we have YouTube um, (laughs) that you're setting up, right? Absolutely. Well, I mean... Why don't we get aid to do these rather than... <laughs> Where uh, it age when you need him. <laughs> yes, I mean, what, what we're looking at here um, is some uh, metal shelving uh, with various things on it. Um, one of which is a bucket of uh, red and green one pound bell end rings, <laughs> which. Uh, um, you're welcome, listeners. Thanks again to Paul, as always. Uh, I don't know whether that's related to the top lube grease and copper ease. Um, I'm sure this is one of those things where words mean different things for different things. But yeah, um, Paul has sent us a bucket of bell end rings as his fashion statement. Look up what's a Prince Albert. That's right. Yeah. Rachel? I'll take your word for it. I'll oh, take your word for it. Whatever. Whatever. Um, and I look forward to hearing how conversations <laughs> with daughters have gone after this one. That's a Prince Albert. You want to be Googling a Prince Albert. Okay. Um, and ah. that... <laughs> ah. <laughs> Coward. Um, <clears throat> and that's it, listeners. This is the famed first short show. I don't know if there is a short show because we've waffled on quite a bit, as always, but it feels like it's been a, a shorter show, and it is a shorter show, so that's good. Well, we're starting off the year as we mean to go on and almost certainly will fail to go on. Um, but it's been lovely to be back, hasn't it, Rach? It has. It really has. It's been super lovely to um, chat with you all again. Um, and, yeah, glad we're back into the swing of things. Uh, just one last thing to remind you guys of, um, which is that the photography show, of course, is coming up soon because somehow we're two thirds of the way through January already. Oh, my goodness. Almost. Um, so, yeah, or halfway through at least. Um, photography show is on the between the 16th and 19th of March. 
and uh, we hopefully should be there we've decided that um well we, we will be there but we're hoping that we will be there on the saturday which is the 16th of march um for our fantastic hopefully our um uh sort of meetup which would be lovely it'd be so so good to see you guys all again and uh if you uh, are about and would like to pop along and uh you know uh come and say hi and uh have a wander around and look at look at shiny things with us that'd be fun it'd be dead good yeah we had a lovely time meeting up with everybody last year even though the weather was terrible even though it stopped various people from getting there um we still had a fantastic time we're doing it on the saturday this year Mm -hmm. because uh apparently um it makes public transport far easier to deal with um so we really hope you can be there we will organize a lot more stuff near the time regarding meetups and everything like Mm -hmm. that and what we're going to do when we're there um but basically all you need to know is it's a really nice way to catch up with uh people who love the thing that you love um everybody we met last year was an absolute delight we had a mooch round but it was more enjoying each other's company because it's not a ton of analog stuff i mean there's not even a gram of analog stuff really um at the photo show relatively speaking um but it's just we're the we're the gram of analog exactly (laughs) we we are the gram of analog us and lamography and the disabled photographer store which is where most of the people spent a lot of time picking up more cameras last year um there's a couple of other bits but literally i think a couple of others the only other thing and um i probably should have mentioned this at the top of the show because that would have been first was most noticeable but i'm going to mention it now uh i haven't mentioned this to rachel already but you know uh, rachel loves surprises um great (laughs) you're fired no just kidding um Goodbye. <laughs> uh, eagle-eared listeners may have noticed that we've got some different music this week. Uh, I said we were going to do this for show number 10. We didn't do it for show number 10 because reasons. Um, but I have decided that we needed some music. And we got sent in some stuff before. And the music that I've decided we will use, because I, I really enjoy it. It makes me happy. I mean, I enjoyed all of the music. But uh, I enjoyed this in particular because um, it just... It feels bouncy and happy, uh, which is how uh, we always want to feel. I'm not even sure whether you've ever listened to this piece of music. Um, uh, nope, don't know. <laughs> uh, and it was sent in to uh, me um, by Duncan, who uh, is actually from Silverpan Film Lab, who we will be coincidentally speaking to this week on the main show. And believe it or not, that actually is a coincidence. That's not organisation at all. That's just kind of how things have happened. Um, but it is by his band called Schnauzer. Uh, and I cannot remember what the name of the track is because it's got a weird name. Um, but you will find Schnauzer on um, Spotify and on Bandcamp. Um, check them out. They have some really fun, funky, quite bizarre music. Uh, so if you like the sound of this, Give them a listen, and I will know what the name of the track is for next week, and it will be in the show notes. Um, but thank you it sounds very like much. Sounds like they'll match up quite well with us. Like absolutely, absolutely, yes. Um, so uh, thank you very much to them for letting us use it. And, uh, yep, that is it, I think. Is there any further business, Rach, that we need to think of? I think that's it for for today. Um, but just to say, um, pop, pop the date for the photography show in your diaries. Um, I will get in touch with them and we'll see if we can wangle some sort of discount possibly i can't promise it because who knows uh if they will go for it or not but um at least get the uh, the dates in the diary for now um and uh, yeah we hope to see you there and i'm looking forward to chatting to silver pan uh for this week's main show with Ada. 
Indeed. Until next week, listeners. Well, until Thursday uh, <laughs> with the main show. But until next week for Backing Paper, we love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.